Hello, welcome to the Tesla Life. The hosts are not financial nor legal advisors. You're watching the Tesla Life live with your host, Mark Coughlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show and our new intro where we've the lawyers have obviously got to us it's somewhere <laughs> along the line but uh thank you so much patrick for that also uh, joining us uh today here we are the what is the number 302 of the tesla life the uh 12th of april 2023 and we've got uh casey and co-host moto joining us from an undisclosed lo- location how are you today sir Doing all right. We're back in the original studio, but rotating, oh. and with no sound treatment, as you might be able to hear. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit echoey, but we'll get that worked out. I'm sure. Moto and I have coordinated calls again. <laughs> nice to see. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both uh, Tesla shirts too. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that, of course, is Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? This morning. I'm good. Hello, Tesla Nation. Uh, it is hailing here, and it was supposed to be sunny today. Oh. So I don't know. The weather's all over the place. It's crazy. <laughs> I am it was not like going to complain about this our morning weather. and seventy-eight this afternoon. Yep, it's eighty degrees <laughs> here in southern Ontario. What? And That's sunny. Crazy. So uh, going to be that way for the next two more days. So look, really nice. looking forward to an early uh, an early spring here. So. I'm sure snow will come later on, but uh, I'm going to take these three days while I can get them. <laughs> there you yep. go. And Derek was first in chat. Ah, nice. hello, Derek. How are you today? Thanks for joining. Well, we got a ton of news, as we typically do uh, every week here on the Tesla Life. And the first story I want to touch upon uh, was uh, about Tesla announcing a new deal that they have secured some lithium supply from the province of Quebec, Canada. And this is kind of important uh, because as we had heard, uh, I believe it's the 18th of this month, the IRA credit uh, for the um, standard range Model 3 uh, is going to be cut in half because currently they're installing batteries that are made, uh, produced, uh, sourced uh, from China. So, they're going to lose half the credit on those cars uh, going forward until they get some new suppliers lined up. And uh, this Quebec story is one of those suppliers being able to supply them with lithium so that they will be able to uh, get some of those credits back uh, once they start receiving and put that lithium into the battery packs that are being sold here in North America. So uh, that's great news. We're seeing a lot of automakers, uh, as we've talked about previously, that are scrambling to either get production uh, or uh, the ability to get uh, parts, uh, or in this case, minerals uh, from North America. So they can also partake in the IRA's uh, tax credit that's available to uh, US citizens. But um, this is uh, Tesla, again, uh, trying to uh, be ahead of the curve uh, and once they've understood the uh, rules and regulations that uh, the IRA uh, actually has changed uh, just recently, uh, they're trying to respond to it. So uh, uh, good to see that they're they're uh, trying to do this, uh, and hopefully uh, they're going to be able to uh, bring that credit back 
uh, to the full amount uh, shortly. But we will see as uh, they start to source that mi mineral, I'm sorry, source that uh, lithium from Quebec. Yeah, this was exactly what we said was going to happen when uh, when this the IRA was rolled out, however many months ago we first talked about it, uh, said Canada is in position to be a big winner in this. Yeah. So um, that's great. Um, next, Casey's got our major story today, and uh, that is about uh, some information uh, shared uh, about the battery size of the uh, third generation car. If I don't talk about me, oh yes. So <laughs> uh, Tesla uh, released master plan part three verbally to us at Investor Day. However, yeah. over the weekend, they released master plan part three on paper, in, mm -hmm. in type I should say. And it's on their website, and, and uh, it included some it's information. 40-some pages? Yeah, like 47 <laughs> yeah, or 41 not... pages. It wasn't too long, but it was long enough I didn't read it before meeting up with Patrick, like I promised on Sunday. <laughs> so let's see. On um, one of the tables, they, they went ahead and listed all of the different vehicles that need to be electrified, electrify all the things, mm -hmm. uh, in order to have a... A certain type of future. What kind of future well, is that? Free Patrick? from fossil fuels. Yes, a future free from fossil fuels. It's That's right. So, uh, on the table, there was an item listed uh, compact, uh, and for the Tesla equivalent, they put to be determined. Cathode, they said, should be uh, lithium iron phosphate, and the pack size, they suggested, should be 53 kilowatt hours. And they expected 42 million in sales uh, annually, not just for them, but for the whole segment. And they expected the global fleet to, to kind of sit around 686 million. And they expected the global fleet uh, to need 36 terawatt hours, uh, kind of, again, for to sit there at 686 million uh, vehicles. And so that suggests... Oh, okay. See, I didn't understand that because I was looking at these numbers and, and I'm thinking there's no way Tesla's going to sell 42 million of these annually because their goal is to get to 20 million annually. Right. And... and, and so I'm like, okay, this isn't an annual number. And then I was like, well, it can't be a total number because how many years are they going to sell it? But but if this is the entire market, that makes a lot more sense now. Okay. Yeah, the entire market. And yeah. uh, another one that's not listed in the article, but that they did list, actually it's two, that they did list in the chart. Uh, I've got that here. Let me just scroll to it because it's going to be easier that way to explain it. Standby. While you're doing that, I'll say we've been uh, trying to get people to say model next instead of model two because two is just yes. wrong. Because the, the reason that it's the model Elon's three, already said no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, and Musk has said no, that's not going to be it. And um, of course, it's not going to be called any of the, one of the other suggestions. People have been calling it the model Q, which is silly. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's be funny, but it's silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they had spelled out uh, TSLA with their other models, maybe that would be, uh, but but anyway. Uh, so uh, we couldn't even get them in the article to say, also referred to as model next. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're, we got to get that out so there So they pulled more. this. <laughs> Oops, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. They don't have too many straight tables. And then I stopped at the wrong table. Here we go. So 
uh, here, here are all the vehicles that need to be electrified. Uh, these ones are road vehicles. They've got one for uh, air and, and sea as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So they, they listed a couple items that, that they don't yet make, like the Tesla Fiblin for compact is to be determined, as is commercial and passenger vans, as mm -hmm. is a uh, bus. Uh, but then I, I gave a hat tip to, to Patrick on Sunday. I pointed out that uh, they have two trucks listed. They have short range heavy truck and long range heavy truck. So ah. this is the one that we've mm -hmm. seen is the long range heavy truck. Uh, right. they, they call it semi heavy. Uh, the cathode is high nickel. The pack size should be 800 kilowatt hours average. So for the whole fleet. So I'm wondering if 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 that's just what theirs is, or if Nikola and Volvo and everybody with 300 kilowatt hour packs um, is bringing down the average. And uh, they expected two million vehicle sales. The global fleet of 13.3 million, needing a standing 11 terawatt hours of of storage to to deal with that. But then they have short-range heavy truck, which they call semi-light. Um, and that's going to be lithium iron phosphate. And it's going to be a 500 kilowatt hour pack for the 300 mile um, Tesla semi. And then this 800 kilowatt hour is the 500 mile semi. They'll have a million of those a year and they'll need a global fleet of 6.7 million with three terawatt hours of storage. And then if the air, if the air is nearby, I'll go over that. I'm actually surprised oh, so got the market range. for short range is fewer vehicles. Uh, just because well, it seems like there's a lot more use cases for short um, than there is right. you know, coast to coast. But you probably need less of a fleet to do that because they don't leave the the range. Whereas right, the, the, okay, the, the they heavy haulers, they they yeah, yeah, they they take days to get wherever. Versus well, the, the other thing is, of course, the uh, charging network is going to have to be blown out. Uh, in order to get those vehicles traveling 500 miles, you know, uh, cross oh, yeah. country or at least yeah. cross states, that's going to have to happen uh, in short order in order for that to happen. So I would think the medium range <laughs> trucks, uh, the regional trucks, you're right, would be a, would be a, an easy push because they're typically coming back to that depot every night. Uh, they're doing their two or 300 mile runs and then mm -hmm. they're going back to the depot to charge. Right. And they did, yeah, they did they account the for warehouse, like When you look at all these deliver. vehicles, yeah. they, mm -hmm. they count stationary batteries for, for everything, <laughs> as well as the, the, the batteries needed to, to convert them over. Um, but uh, one of the other items they pointed out was uh, to get longer range ships, short range ships, and planes. Planes at high mm -hmm. nickel, they expect to need 0.02 terawatt hours. There's actually just a, another story today on, um, it seems there's a battery story out every third day. But uh, <laughs> right. what I had heard uh, today was uh, a story about um, uh, silicone uh, replacing the cobalt or partially replacing the cobalt uh, in, uh, in a battery and uh, increasing the energy density by basically 50%. So, uh, and, and they're doing tests already there's, there's a company uh, in um, Fremont, California, actually, from a number of ex-Tesla uh, employees uh, that have this company up and running and producing at a, uh, um, a sample site in Fremont uh, where they're producing these battery packs, obviously in low volumes. But uh, the, uh, the data they're collecting is looking good uh, for silicone batteries. So... Uh, Silicone, silicone in the mix. Or silicon. Silicon, sorry. Con. Yeah. Okay, because 
my my Model S and my Model X both have silicon in them. Uh, that's probably why the Model S batteries were so weak because it was the first time they tried it. And, uh, and man, those 90 packs were not strong. <laughs> and then the 100 pack continued it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Hello, Andrew. Probably not in the same way Stockholm, as what you're talking about. Obviously. Who's joined us again. Nice. Um, one, one other thing I'd like to, to point out is that uh, that chart showing that the, uh, the, the compact uh, is going to have about 53 uh, kilowatts of uh, power in that particular car. I mm -hmm. think Tesla's goal for the compact car is about 4 million a year once they get up to scale. So, yeah. uh, and of course, the we know that um, that is what is planned for uh, Tesla Mexico. So uh, that's, that's where the car is initially going to come from. But... Uh, I'm glad to see it's on the chart. Uh, we know that uh, Tesla has talked about this car, but they've also um, uh, almost anti-sold the car too as time went along. That may have been because of battery constraints and knowing that they couldn't really get into it for a number of years. Uh, but uh, now yeah. that it's getting a little bit closer because they've they've shored up some of those battery concerns. Uh, maybe uh, maybe this is something that we will hear more and more talk of uh, as uh, Mexico goes into construction, because we know that Mexican plant is, is ideally going to be put together uh, in under the time of Shanghai. So they're aiming at somewhere at eight and a half to nine months uh, once construction starts. So it will be interesting to see how uh, when Mexico starts to being built, uh, it'll be interesting to see if if the talk about the compact uh, continues or if there will be more details released. I wouldn't be surprised to see this plant put together Model Next and Model Y. Yeah, you think there's possibility? You, you think there's the possibility that they would call it a Model C? I don't think they're um, going to go with Model anything. After. I think it's going right. to have a. A different name. A name. Okay. Sure. So they'll call yeah. it like popsicle, something right out of left field. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tesla base model. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Next story we've got uh, is about that other uh, factory uh, that's been gearing up. And of course, that's Texas. And uh, there was a report uh, this past week that uh, Giga Texas has now tripled uh, their employee count uh, during the year of 2022. And uh, again, not a big surprise. Uh, you don't hear a lot about the Texas hirings, but we are hearing about the ramp. The last time we heard, mm -hmm. Texas was up to 4,000 vehicles per week. That was the last published amount. Uh, so obviously, they're going to uh, be adding employees uh, in order to get those lines running at full efficiency. And of course, shifts uh, will be added as time goes along as well. But uh, that's uh, great news to hear. And of course, if you're in the Austin area, uh, that's that's great for employment uh, for the area, I'm sure. So uh, just like the other Tesla factories, they not only draw in uh, employees uh, to that particular factory, but also the uh, surrounding area, it would be for suppliers uh, that want to be close to Tesla right. that are supplying that plant that's going to bring employment to that region as well. So uh, that's going to be a, a huge uh, boom uh, for uh, employment in that area for sure. Definitely. They're, they're 
going to ramp that plant up to a million cars a year, if not more. They're going to expand there. Uh, I, I expect to see significant uh, headcount growth this year as well, just like 2022 had. They'll they'll add, I don't know how many thousands of people there this year. Yeah. I like some of the um, suggestions in the uh, we get the uh, model. Can I afford it? <laughs> the, the robot car. Uh, Alexa, stop! <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, Speaking of robots, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> no one said Cybercar, but uh, that that's definitely a possibility. Well, we heard from uh, Tom uh, that uh, it won't be paint painted. is expensive. So right. uh, who it's knows? Maybe it might be. Uh, it might be an, an angled cyber car. We will have right. to see. Yep. Single cast and then origami metal on top of that. Boom! Ship it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's origami, yeah, that means when you get it uh, in your driveway, you can of course reconfigure it into a. A right. swan or a dolphin or something else. Oh, it'll be the <laughs> Tesla IKEA. Is that <laughs> <laughs> the car the car comes in a box with an Allen key and you're set. Some assembly required. Some assembly. Exactly. Exactly. Uh next want to talk a little bit about the signature supercharger uh in California that's coming. We heard about this uh, previously, the uh, North, what is it, North Hollywood area of mm -hmm. California, that they're designing an actual um, signature supercharger, uh, which is going to have a, a, uh, a diner restaurant, as well as uh, a couple of video screens that are going to be showing um, top 100 movie picks. And uh, this, um, this supercharger uh, has started to submit a number of uh, permits. So uh, I found the, the the Elon promise aside from coast to coast uh, AI drive uh, that says later than Cybertruck and semi truck. It's, it's this this particular supercharger. Yeah. <laughs> so but this is going to be cool. I mean, you can't expect uh, anything to move cool? too fast in California <laughs> uh, with permits and everything. But but um, yeah. when they have this up and going. Think about how um, at a drive-in in the past, you used to take the old speaker and put it on your window or whatever. But with modern tech, there could be a, a broadcast that you just tune in somewhere in through your app uh, and uh, you're getting that whole sound through your incredible car speakers instead yeah. of some little box sitting on your window. And uh, in the supercharger and it just takes over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they have smart things like that already at some of these sites when you pull in a code will pop up on the screen to tell you how to get into like a um kettleman city and and then you get into the nice uh area there the, with the coffee right, bar some of the, the asian supercharging vending machines barrier yeah. lower down exactly yeah so i mean they can definitely with it when you have a computer on wheels do some cool things that you could never do even though it's a 50s diner uh that doesn't mean it has to be limited to 50s technology <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. the menu pops up on your screen and you can select what you want. You can charge it to your Tesla account and that they can give you a countdown to when it's going to when you can expect it at your door or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, there's, there's, lots there's of cool a ton stuff. of stuff they can integrate into the car and make it a really unique experience for sure. 
Um, yeah. And then well, having uh, server Roxanne is on our way. I think the problem <laughs> they're going to have is uh, people overstay overstaying their supercharging sessions <laughs> because they're going to lose track of time. So they're looking at everything. But is it really a problem at a dollar a minute? Yeah, yeah, that that makes back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, there's uh, other parking spots that they can move to. There's um, there's a a spot here. Um, oh, I forget the name of it. Um, is it Harrisburg? Where uh, it's a, they have a food cart and they have a wine tasting room and they have supercharging on one side and then they have non supercharging parking on the other. So you can pull in, order food. They have uh, shakes and veggie burgers and uh, good stuff there. And then uh, when you're done charging, just move over to the other side, finish your, your meal and, and then hit the road. Yeah. It's a pretty neat spot. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that uh, that signature supercharger. That is going to be something to behold. So uh, hopefully, uh, with the permits being sum submitted, a number of them, uh, we'll hopefully be able to see the start of construction because it's it's obviously in a well-populated area. There's going to be a lot of photos and information flowing oh, yeah. in as that supercharger starts to uh, to build out. So we'll keep our eye on that. Another uh, first, uh, which uh, happened just this week, is that um, there was a a fresh price of a fresh a fresh drop in pricing for the S X three and Y uh, mm -hmm. on Tesla's website uh, in the U.S. Uh, not yeah. uh, for other nations. So uh, this is kind of interesting, and it might be well, some other nations got got some. Okay. Uh, wasn't mine, so I didn't really care. So, <laughs> but uh, there was there was uh, some maybe a, a combination of uh, of the uh, IRA credit uh, being reduced uh, might have something to do with credit that showed up on the Model Three. Uh, but uh, the S and the X also dropped a little bit, and uh, the Y dropped a little bit. So. It's yeah. uh, it's again, Tesla is they're examining all the data they have and they're making decisions. It looks like, you know, basically it, a new decision could come out every every week, every day. Uh, they're just examining what data they have and are making micro adjustments uh, to the price uh, based on what they're seeing in the market at that time. And uh, that's actually it's starting to confuse some of the analysts out there. You can see uh, some of the people not really understanding what's going on because they've never seen a car company act in that way. Uh, they, they've seen car companies, you know, always have what, like uh, End of you year know, blowouts. April yeah, or, or April's truck yeah. month. And therefore there's right. a little bit of a discount. Like <laughs> there, there, there's always been that, but having mm -hmm. a company raise and lower the price depending on the volumes they're seeing moving through different countries, that's really unheard of uh, for an analyst to understand what's going on. So you've got a lot of people out there that are saying Tesla's in trouble uh, because they're lowering the amount uh, they're charging for these vehicles. They're, they're slashing at their profit at certain areas. And you've got others that are going, they're just adjusting it based on what they're seeing at that particular month or that particular week. And the price may change uh, tomorrow uh, based on what changes happen in the marketplace. So it's yeah. it's interesting uh, for sure, but it is confusing others. Yeah, but I mean, if their goal is 20% or 25% per car, 
so what if they drop from 40% to 37% uh, that they can keep a constant factory output? And, and, and like you said, they, they, they have seen this before with the other makers. They just can't comprehend it because it's, it's obfuscated. Like, cause even, even if they never did change their price, nobody pays the same thing as the different dealers. But like you said, you've got truck mm -hmm. month, you've got cash on the hood, you've got conquest programs, you've got factory rebates. The other manufacturers are doing this too, up and down. You just can't see it without working for the dealership. And then at that point, are you really broadcasting it to the world? Because no, because that make, makes messes up with your ability to to extract the most dollars from everybody who right. walks past you. Yeah, and the other the other manufacturers sell to their dealerships, so all their data is going to be delayed. Whereas Tesla, you order it from Tesla, you get it from Tesla. Tesla knows how, exactly how many are on back order, and uh, they can analyze the data and make these smart choices. The, the people saying yeah. that Tesla's doing this because there's desperate and there's no demand just don't understand the business. Their goal has always been to get as many vehicles out there as possible to uh, the advent of electric transportation, to electrify. We will not stop until every vehicle on the road is electric. That is a direct quote. And so they have right now uh, industry leading margins. And so they can afford to cut the price and they are going to continue to make more vehicles, make them cheaper, and uh, lower the price. Uh, that, that, that's what Wright's Law gives you, is you get economies of scale. And we've seen EV batteries getting cheaper every year. And every time that uh, there's demand, well, that just drives more investment. There's more supply gets found, more refiners uh, go into the business. And that's going to allow us to continue to, to snowball this. And uh, I'm a completely biased Tesla fanboy investor. So <laughs> take that with the I've also seen this with Rivian, Lucid, Ford. Ford has been raising the price ever since the Mach-E and the, and the Lightning Pro came out. Um, well, they're starting Ford to realize the, the real, cost, real cost of these things, right? Is mm -hmm. that, yeah. you know, with their first kick at the can in an EV market, uh, trying to get their ducks in a row as to manufacturing and line operating and, and volume going out, uh, they're starting to realize what the true cost of this stuff is. And they're adjusting based on that as well. And uh, in, in the case of Ford, it's been prices going up uh, because mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're not getting the same profit out of the vehicle uh, as they need to. So it's, it's fluctuating up instead of uh, as Tesla has been doing is fluctuating down. Another uh, piece of information that came out as well with this is that uh, the 4680 Model Y has now made it to the design studio in the yes. U.S. So you can now uh, order it directly uh, as opposed to uh, trying to get, uh, you know, a, a bid on a group of cars that are left over uh, from uh, manufacturing at Giga Texas. But, yeah, there uh, was a while that was employees oh, only, oh, and then it was only if you were in Texas, and now anybody in the U.S. can order it, which is cool. Yeah, it was also like inventory cars sporadically, but but yeah, if you're looking mm -hmm, for it on the mm -hmm. on the uh, design studio, it's just the cheapest option there. It's just called Model Y. Um, it might be called Model Y all-wheel drive, uh, but it's not the Model Y long range. So there yeah. You go. So uh, that's that's a new addition uh, to it, uh, and of course, at some point, uh, not not now, but at some point, the uh, the forty six eighty is going to be the only choice. It's just going to be Model Y is comes with forty six eighties, I imagine, only. Uh, but uh, they're tr they're trying, of course, to uh, use all the batteries they've got, and uh, that's probably not going to be for some time. But uh, there it is. 
Casey's got it up. Um, when you when you first go to the site, it, it loads up long range, so you just click in here to regular, and uh, so it goes from the... a three thirty mile to a two seventy nine mile for range. So uh, I don't know. And what's what's the difference? We've got basically three thousand dollars. Right. Um, I yeah. think the the real difference is uh, depending on what state you're in and what incentives you have. If there's a fifty k cap on that. Uh, get, getting yes. down to the forty nine nine ninety, if that yeah. means you get some three, four, or five thousand dollars state incentive, that the, the the price isn't just the two or three thousand that you see there. It's it's bigger right. than that. Yeah. Plus Tesla yeah. wants you to keep this car at a hundred percent and this car at ninety or less percent. So they're they're about a wash. Well, not this one, but the standard range and the this Model Y. Yeah. But even this one's not that big a difference between you know ninety percent of three thirty is what. It, Right, but I mean, um, this is standard um, pricing, right? You have uh, the, the small, medium, and large, and you uh, always make it enticing for someone to move up out of small. And then yeah, once, yeah. and then yeah, and then once you're into medium, well, hey, how much more is it for large? And how, look at all the extra I get. So, <laughs> and, and performance is next after that, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. So While if you uh, here, right. Uh, I also wanted to point out that the Model S plaid. And the Model X Plaid, if not the same price, are really darn close. More than four nine ninety, and well, that's a big jump. That's it is one four nine ninety. So it's free to get the bigger one. <laughs> oh yeah, Comp yeah. The X is a small step compared to the S, where it was a uh, what was it twenty twenty five twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Next, uh, Casey's is going to talk a little bit about FSD, I guess, a milestone, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so another update of FSD came out uh, this week. And I think I'm on, what, 11.3.6 now, or seven. Uh, I think it's six. And with that, uh, they came another group of uh, folks who were stuck on, on version 10 that have been upgraded to version 11. And... Uh, the milestone that we hit now is that uh, every day FSC is averaging one million miles or more. For That's everybody. incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can you? It's hard to imagine that uh, that the fleet is putting on a million FSD miles in beta every day uh, at this point. That's uh, hard well, to imagine. Hundred thousand cars. That's not that hard. <laughs> Well, I, I'm just thinking of of when uh, you know when FSD started, uh, right, the number right. of cars that had it, uh, the slow rollout that we had, the mm -hmm. you know making sure that we had cautious drivers that were using it. Mm -hmm. uh, but now uh, I think we're getting to the the hockey stick part of the graph uh, as that number is going to go to a million and a half and two million users quite quickly. So uh, that's, I remember uh, back from 2012 to like 2014 when we had that odometer on the Tesla um, website. It was like a, a odometer style yep. of numbers that would tick over. Yep. <laughs> that thing would be just melting on yeah, and that, miles and and of course, of, of course, this number, of course, <laughs> is just for tracking FSD miles. We're not, we're not yeah. talking the regular miles that the fleet is putting on as well, which would be right. much higher than that. But uh, again, this is, this is great news uh, with uh, Tesla receiving this data and uh, continually massaging the software uh, to make it better and push it out to the fleet, uh, the fleet in updates. 
So uh, yeah. it's helpful for everybody. The more miles that are collected, exactly. Yeah. So Hockey Day asks, are they are they uh, highway miles or city miles? Your answer is yes. Uh, because <laughs> yes, FSD which was is, is now yeah. uh, single stack, and and it works on on the city streets and the highway. Navigate on autopilot uh, is has been depreciated, and if you're in an FSD uh, software car, it will um, it'll, it'll let you go down to navigate on autopilot, but like. It's like extra clicks and stuff. So I can imagine that once they are confident with it and it goes to the whole fleet, it'll just be how what level of FSD do you have? Do you have EAP or do you have auto steer or do you have somehow you're one of the few people who've got just cruise control? Yeah, so I've been really happy with this. Um, I, I have 11.3.6 and um, there's a lot of little things it's getting right that, that older yes. versions of it have not. There's a particular weird spot where uh, two lanes merge and then it's a single lane. And it always wanted to change lanes right as the merge is happening, which made no sense. You Instead, you want to merge and then go in the new lane, not get all the way over to this side. And then that, yeah. And uh, the new version just is a breeze. Goes right through that, merges in perfectly. And uh, yeah, I was really happy to see that. I still haven't tried it at the, the one weird corner where the old versions would um, phantom break consistently in that spot i don't know what they hated about that spot but uh i i'm going to try that this weekend so uh, i'll let you know next week okay yeah and in if case not, you, the cool um, thing is you can report it now if when you disengage well you, you pop up you can oh yeah i can yeah <laughs> click the scroll rule scroll <laughs> wheel and i can tell them why uh just like i did when uh hey don't don't, don't drive in the bike lane when you're four cars back that's just not right and so hopefully they get that data and they, they learn from it. And now they're actually getting any. They did because mine now drives in the bike lane at the last three car lengths instead of the whole time it turns out will be on. <laughs> hey, I got a solution um, for you, Casey, who can't report it because you don't have that ability. Or did I get is, dropped? Is, is you send a message to Patrick and he'll put it in his <laughs> car and saying, I'm reporting this because you're not tracking my friend Casey's voice message <laughs> yeah this is from a legacy car <laughs> yeah, message. Just give um, me your vin number and i'll say yeah exactly vin, vin number blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's um, having this the... problem and he's on the other side of the country so give him access <laughs> so he stops messaging me right <laughs> i'd also like to see them stop using the entire on-ramp uh they wait until that lane is gone and that's that's where all the trash is in a lot of states, like like oh right, uh, road, yes. road debris, and yeah, merging road debris normal people, road marbles, absolutely, yeah, yeah. At the end, at the end of the uh, the on or off ramps for sure. Is is it we'll just on ramps, Casey, or do you notice that in off ramps as well? Off ramps, I don't notice that, but only on on ramps. And and, and yeah. on, the other problem with waiting that long is, uh, if you wait until that long, uh, even in assertive. Uh, that leaves you no room to maneuver by the time right. some jerk is trying to box you out or doesn't notice what you're up to because you've taken too long to get on the on, on the on ramp or off the on ramp. They right. just continue about their day because like why are you all the way up there? It's right. like merging yeah. in like a normal person. Right. Yeah. If that's your last chance to merge, then you must merge there. You've just created a race condition and you don't want that. That's not safe. I've had yeah. I've had a couple times where I had to uh, slam the lightning pedal and, and and get in front of a truck or smash the brakes and, and, and manually get in behind, behind somebody. Because, somebody. Yeah. 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 And you can't yeah, report and it's, it. It's, it's not perfect. And I yet, report it. That's for sure. But uh, it's, 
it uh, hopefully, uh, as Patrick had noticed in, in his neighborhood, or at least one of the obstacles he's noticed, it's gotten a little better. So uh, it, uh, it'll be, I'll be interested to hear what you have to tell us next week, Patrick, in that other trouble spot. But outside of that, Patrick's got our next story, and it, of course, is about some big batteries. That's right. You know I love big batteries. I, um, in fact, I just finished a series, three-part series on big batteries. At, at Cars you put it on Sunday. Yeah, check it out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it came out on Sunday. So uh, this one is Cal Flats in Monterey, California. It is a 2,900-acre solar facility. It has 280 megawatts of solar. That is big. It can power about 100,000 homes. But the reason we're talking about this is it also has 240 megawatt hours of megapacks. So this is the ability to put energy at your fingertips or the utilities fingertips. So they can tap that whenever there is a high demand, whenever there is an outage. Um, you can store surplus solar. You can actually have solar power at night. Uh, what? How is that possible? <laughs> So this facility is estimated to be about the sun doesn't shine at night, Patrick. Cost. Go ahead, Casey. What? I was, I was being one of them contrarians. The sun doesn't shine at night. <laughs> right. Yes, you can store sun in a in a battery <laughs> and use it at night. Bottled sunlight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this hundred million dollar facility was funded by Apple, and uh, the energy used there. Uh, one of the their uh, headquarters is in Cupertino nearby, and uh, that is why they're doing it. So this, so Tesla has just announced that they're building a new megapack factory in Shanghai, and it's going to have a capacity of about 10,000 megapacks per year. And and I started wondering, like, who's going to be the customer for these? But if you start thinking about it, so here's uh, data centers, uh, in, uh, corporate campuses, uh, headquarters hospitals, um, any place that, all the utilities, of course. If you have something that's mission critical and you wanted to be able to keep it running, you can have battery backup. And not only battery backup that is there when you need it for emergencies, it can also be there for time shifting and uh, cost management and, and everything else. So that's what I have on the side of my house. We have uh, three power walls and we don't just use them for backup, uh, instead, Every day while the, uh, we go into the um, peak rates, I just use the batteries and solar instead. So I'm never paying the highest price. Uh, and I'm on the grid overnight when it's four cents a kilowatt hour. Sure, I'll charge my cars up then. Uh, but then during the day, I'm, I'm not using the grid at all. So uh, yeah, if, if you have big battery packs like this, uh, you can do the same. And you can do it on a massive industrial scale. I was just thinking about um, it would be really cool if FEMA had a couple of these just on the back of a truck. You have trucks with supplies, a temporary housing, and these battery packs. You could roll them into wherever there's a disaster, set up the homes, plug them all into the battery pack. Boom. You've got temporary shelters with facilities. And uh, yeah, so I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things you can do with these batteries. And it's just a, here's a, a great example of it. The V3 mobile superchargers could could do that because they already have a battery yes and <laughs> yeah and florida already has a plan a, for it 
even though they don't believe mm-hmm. in electric cars, apparently, um, <laughs> when they submitted their proposal for for how everybody should do the evacuation for the IRA, uh, they they described bringing in mobile generators, mobile battery packs, mobile chargers. Just extend that concept a little further in from the uh, from the uh, freeway exit or from the uh, rest stops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So just a, another story about um, about these. Uh, these battery packs uh, becoming the way of the future. Uh, you know, Apple obviously is uh, is trying to uh, let their customers know that they're forward thinking. Uh, they mm-hmm. want the uh, the grid to be greener, and of course, they're pushing it out by buying their own power uh, to be green uh, when they purchase it. So, uh, mm-hmm. being able to put up a facility like that close to Cupertino allows them to buy their uh, power uh, that they know is uh, generated green and kept green. Uh, and then, of course, it benefits the the others around the community uh, because that facility is now in play uh, and is providing that green energy and is also uh, becomes a, uh, a beacon for others to see how it works and exactly. uh, what, what another group is doing uh, with the uh, the uh, green power grid and and how they manage to make it work, so it becomes another shining example for others to follow. Right on. Next, let's take a look at ah uh, oh, yes, um, this story uh, comes uh, from Mexico. So we know that uh, Giga Mexico uh, is going to uh, start going into production at an undisclosed time, but Apple has now posted on its job board uh, looking for construction jobs as well as some facility jobs for the future at Giga Mexico. So uh, uh, that's encouraging news. Apple. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said Apple. I think you meant Tesla. I meant Tesla. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, there is uh, uh, there is uh, certainly some. We, again, we don't know the time frame that they're going to start. Uh, Tesla's holding that close to their vest. Uh, but uh, when they start posting jobs uh, for people to take uh, take over, you know that they're starting to get close or at least starting to put the ducks in a row uh, for construction. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's something that we should uh, maybe think about is, um, you know, when, when do we think that uh, – Giga Mexico is going to uh, actually break ground. Uh, when will the bulldozers start to show up? Uh, that's that's coming soon, I would think. Although uh, they did mention that uh, there was going to be another announcement of a uh, Tesla facility site uh, going under construction as well. So no more information on that. Uh, but uh, we're uh, we're waiting to see uh, when they break ground, and that'll that's. At least with the job postings, we know that you know uh, things are things are starting to move forward. At least we just don't know how fast. Right. It's not like uh, Canada where they have to wait for the snow to melt. They could start. <laughs> uh, they could start this month. <laughs> Germany where they got to wait for the, uh, the the flea mating season to finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a quick callback to the uh, to the U.S. price drops. Uh, the other nation that was on top of the head I forgot to call out was um, Australia. Model Y prices dropped significantly. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. Yep, that's good. And Power Walls dropped a little bit in Australia as well. So that's another yes. uh, another uh, drop that Australia uh, benefited from. Yes, but, and uh, Australia has some pretty high electricity prices. So 
being able to time shift and uh, use it at the more affordable hours really would make a difference. Yeah. yeah I don't know if we called it out, but the U.S. Uh, Powerwall prices has also dropped slightly. And no you don't have to buy them with solar anymore. Which you don't have to buy them with deal. solar. That's yeah. right. Now, that that is not available yet in Canada. We still can't buy them direct, actually. We no. have to buy them through a licensed Tesla installer at this point. Uh, but at least they can still come in. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, the uh, again, Tesla is managing how many they can make. Uh, and mm -hmm. and uh, I hear now that there's a there's almost a two year waiting period for mega packs to companies. So right. uh, that's uh, obviously they're trying to manage in that case uh, corporate buyers uh, as to uh, when they can do an installation uh, of a mega pack. And uh, it's been very successful, obviously, because uh, they've got this huge waiting list in front of them. Uh, but uh, hopefully, as time rolls along, uh, the uh, production will get faster and maybe we'll get another production site in North America also uh, to supplement the supply. Yeah, I've never thought about it's like all the uh, construction yeah. and electricians that uh, are uh, uh, employed by Tesla directly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all these projects. Right. <laughs> exactly. And now, exactly. They need, now they need another gigafactory to, to, to complement Lathrop. That's right. That's right. Now, Patrick, I don't know if you know anything about this story, but uh, Tesla uh, board members have... Oh, yeah. um, uh, there's been a rumor that uh, there's been a couple rumors actually about board members. Uh, first one is that uh, there will be a board member that will be leaving the board. And mm -hmm. secondly, uh, JB Straubel is uh, his name has popped up as someone that may be possibly introduced to the board, uh, which of course uh, is uh, a longtime uh, Tesla advocate and uh, past employee and now owner of Redwood Materials. Uh, so uh, be interesting to see if JB gets on the board. Yes, this is more than a rumor. It was, um, so if you're a Tesla shareholder, this was one of the uh, things that went to shareholders for a vote. So it, it is official. And uh, yep, I voted my shares. And uh, uh, JB is a, a battery genius. He was the CTO, he was uh, doing EVs and, and solar racers before Tesla even started. And uh, I think a lot of the reason that they are as far along and that they got through the uh, early phases is his technical genius. So uh, I'm happy to have him involved with Tesla in any way, shape or form. It was sad when he left. I was hoping that Redwood would be uh, uh, a, a second hustle. I was going to say side hustle, but it would be, I mean, like Musk has all kinds of other balls in the air then. And um I was hoping JB would do the same. So um, I'm happy to see him come back. Yeah, so the, this uh, this would be great for experience on the board. Uh, it's someone that's been intimately involved with the business from almost day one. So, uh, mm -hmm. well, day one, really. Uh, uh, as long as Elon's been Before there, JB one. has been there, right? So uh, it, uh, it will be very interesting to see if uh, he can lend uh, some of his knowledge to the board and help them make better decisions uh, or informed decisions as time goes along. Yep, uh, I think Elon was employee four and JB was five. So uh, yeah, so that's that's great. Um, 
what about the uh, the one departing? Was there any information indicating as to who that was going to be? Yeah, um, he's um, a, a trust manager. Um, uh, I don't remember um, for a hero. Hero Mizuno. Yeah, for a, a is it a, a Japanese uh, government official or or is it a, a public trust? I'm not sure. Okay, um, not sure. I wasn't gonna. No need to press you on that. I was just wondering if uh, if if it was a name that we would recognize, and probably not. Yeah. Hiro next. Mizuno. Next story we're going to talk a little bit about is uh, PepsiCo. Uh, back in the news, uh, we've been, of course, uh, they were uh, had a delivery event back in December of 2022, uh, and now uh, PepsiCo at their Sacramento uh, distribution center has announced uh, that they finished the installations of a few mega chargers that uh, will allow them to charge the uh, Tesla Semi overnight. And they have taken uh, delivery of 18 new semis that they are going to be using on Pepsi's route. Uh, to this point, we've been basically seeing the Frito-Lay trucks out there. Uh, we did see a, a, a Pepsi deco truck at the beginning as well. But now there's uh, 18 more uh, zero emission uh, semis uh, that are now operating out of uh, Sacramento. And this will be... Uh, I guess uh, the this will be more data for Tesla to collect because mm -hmm. now we've got a, a case where you're going to be moving almost the heaviest loads that you can get uh, because this is going to be moving bottled liquid around basically, whereas before they were moving chips, uh, which are extremely light. And airs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, whenever so, you're loading a semi truck, you can either be space limited in something like chips, and uh, you just can't fit any more in, uh, but you're nowhere near the weight limit. And then on the other side, with soda, you can easily hit the weight limit and probably still have some space left. Yeah. So uh, now in the Sacramento area, and the other thing that was noted was that the uh, the distribution routes out of Sacramento are not quite as long as the Frito Lay uh, runs. So since uh, these uh, vehicles are heavier, they run uh, less miles on the road because there's actually even more trucks that are delivering the, uh, the uh, bottled products uh, in this area than there are with the uh, chip trucks. So uh, yeah, this will be interesting. Pure, when they were running pure diesel, it made sense because uh, if it's going to cost you extra to, to get the, the liquid syrup from, from Sacramento to somewhere else why not put another facility uh lessen your fuel costs uh, yeah. they also are putting down eight mega chargers so uh again this will be more testing for tesla to see some mm -hmm. real world action uh with uh, uh varied loads now at this point we've got the lightest and the heaviest most likely uh get that uh, range uh, that they'll be able to experience and and i've seen some people upset uh, where they're seeing semis uh, being pulled over or being towed or whatever because they're having some issues with things. Again, yeah. this is something that Tesla has to live through. Uh, they've never yeah. been in this industry before. And as we've said on this program previously, they need to live the real world examples of how these trucks operate uh, and, and what the issues can be. Because uh, the last thing you want to do 
is roll it out to other companies like Walmart or FedEx or others, and then run into these type of problems that when they're starting to be further away from the uh, distribution hub for te for Tesla, the service hubs uh, for these for these trucks. So uh, you know, let's let's get it all out of the way. Pepsi wanted the PR; they wanted to mm -hmm. to talk about their zero emission future. So you know. They're going to live with a little bit of pain as they get through this teething period. And uh, uh, but as we've seen with Tesla before, uh, when they do take half step back, that allows them to take that one or two steps forward a little bit later in the future. So uh, we'll uh, certainly have to see as time goes along. But I think they're gaining real world knowledge here that's going to help them in the long run. And not all of the uh, semis that you've seen towed were mechanical breakdowns. Some of them are just simply a case where the, the MCU rebooted. Now, for all of us, we've got lots of experience with, with uh, Tesla vehicles, and, and we don't even think twice about driving with a blank screen. However, some of the drivers have reported that they were fearful that, that if it wasn't just a screen reboot, that they would be held accountable should they destroy or damage the, the truck or the load. Mm. So what they do, screen goes blank or flickers, they pull over, pop the flashers, they call the tow truck. Yeah. And as a professional driver where that's your livelihood, I think that's the most conservative way to handle it. Absolutely. And and it and it's you're you're not even protect not only protecting the company, you're you're protecting other drivers around you. So you've got a huge vehicle, a huge weight vehicle that uh you have to act uh, responsibly uh mm -hmm. when there is an issue and and you have to follow protocol. Yes, yeah, you, so you lose your extended mirror cameras. You lose your um, your speedometer for one, and then and then at that point, if a, if a message does pop up while your screens are blank, if it's not something that will uh, sound the the autopilot speaker that's in, in between your knees on the cars, you're you're putting at risk uh, whatever else could pop up that doesn't that doesn't use that speaker to let you know something's wrong. Yeah. There's a lot that doesn't use that speaker while it's rebooting. Right. And so every one of these is a learning experience for Tesla. I mean, they could have spent a whole nother year refining it on the things they think will be a problem or could possibly be a problem or the, the what, but, but if you can put it in the field, you find out the real things you need to address. They might not have ever thought about this. Oh, well, we'll just do a reboot and the screen will be blank for 30 seconds. That's, that's, that's what we do in our cars. It works fine. Uh, but, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> uh, this is a different vehicle with different requirements and different drivers. And now maybe they're like, oh, instead we should do something else so that we can time these reboots uh, it, when the vehicle's been off for a certain number of minutes or something. Yeah, they'll, right. they'll, they they'll learn SOP. from this, like, they'll make hey, changes. Yeah, like, like, hey, you know, if your screen reboots, uh, feel free to pull over, the hazard lights still work even though you can't see them. And, uh, and here's what you need to look at if, if uh, when it comes back to see if you're good to go again. If you don't see any error messages, Feel free to keep rolling. If you do see your messages, okay, then call the tow truck. Um, but right, or, or pop up some countdown the... saying a reboot is about to happen. Click here to delay right. it, or or click here to accept it, or whatever. Perfect. And, and yeah, let them know this is about to happen. And if you if this is not a good time, you can say no later. Yeah, or if it's critical, because some sometimes the watchdog says nope. Uh, the watchdog is is a piece of software or hardware that that makes sure that if the computer is out of parameters. But it's going down. 
but at least the watch drop, watchdog could throw up a timer or a beeper or something to let them know. And this is part of what Pepsi signed up for. They are helping Tesla to write the service manual. They're training their own technicians. They're training their own fleet. And this will give them a leg up over everybody else who then has to then start from scratch when they when they get their mm -hmm. Walmart or Coca-Cola or FedEx um, trucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the head start comes with some pain, though, of <laughs> where it's going to be easier for the second one, right? A lot of yeah. these uh, things will be worked out. They wouldn't have to even encounter half the problems. Exactly. 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 And as Pepsi then distributes across the country, all right, all right, this site's going, this site's going. They can just say, here's the book, here's the trucks, right. have at it. Whereas everybody else is starting from, 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 from step one. Yeah. Right. They could even bring people from one facility that's about to get it. Okay, you're going to go spend two weeks over here uh, where we already have it all running smooth. Talk to these folks, learn what they do uh, and how they do it, and then go take that back. Yeah, yeah I noticed on, on the latest news report that the, the where, the where the Pepsi trucks were being delivered to Sacramento, they have a big uh, decal on them now that says empty air tanks nightly. And, and that's probably something they learned is if you don't dump the, uh, the air, it might uh, give them some some struggles the next morning. So they tell you all the drivers when you park it to supercharge it, mega charge it, dump your air tanks. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that may be something they just start adding to the software. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just like they have the automated light test now with the uh, Tesla vehicles, uh, mm -hmm. it just does the test for the driver, and they just have to look and make sure that the lights are flashing in the proper proper way, and uh, that makes it easier. So. Well, if uh, you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up uh, for the show. Uh, press that subscribe if you haven't. That really helps us out, and uh, we would appreciate it much. Uh, and with that, uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, Casey, what do you got for shout-outs this week? Well, I've got uh, our little Sunday uh, chats over at 110 Eastern at YouTube.com at Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-N. And... Uh, like, like I said, I, I, I pointed out some things that we saw as they came out, and I was like, hey, we're going to talk about this to Patrick, and then I said, hey, this is going to be good with Mark, or hey, this is going to be good with uh, with Russell, or some stuff just, just doesn't fit either show, and so we just chat about it there. So it's called yeah. Let's Chat with Casey, and uh, Casey and Friends, and uh, let's chat with Casey and Friends, and, um, and it's a blast. I hope you'll join us one day. Very good, very good. Certainly will. I I don't know if you saw my comment on Sunday. I was I was I did, going by in the comment section, and... just said hello and happy Easter, but uh, <laughs> yeah. couldn't stay too long. But uh, Patrick, what do you right. got for us? What what have you got going on? Well, uh, I blog at Cars with Cords. You can see that up there, and um, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And in ten days, it's Earth Day, and we're going to be at various Earth Day events. So uh, you can find us at those too. I don't have a list, so uh, don't ask me which ones. I don't have that ready. But <laughs> go to the website. I'm sure they're going to be all listed. Yes. Birthday is Moto's birthday. Oh, ah, how cool! Happy birthday, Moto. Uh, yeah. She got bored with us, though. She left us. <laughs> yeah, she did. She, uh, she's she's, she's going to like the. Away. She uh, toppled away. She's gonna, oh, nice. She's going to like the uh, make everyday Earth Day. Uh, saying He's like, right. give me presents every day, every day, every day of my birthday. <laughs> Very good. Cake. 
I like ice Very cream. Very good. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, with that, uh, we will bid everyone a good night. And thanks very much for joining us. We'd also like to thank Lee Moon for the music we use every week on the show. And uh, get together with us next Wednesday. And together we'll find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs>